This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Less Annoying CRM. It's a simple contact and lead manager built from the ground up for small business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Michael Reynolds. He is the co-founder of Inbound Back Office, president and CEO of Zephyr CMS, and he's also a principal of Elevation Financial. So like a lot of entrepreneurs, he's got his hands in a bunch of stuff. So Michael, thanks for joining me. Thanks. Great to be here. So, so we're going to talk about websites today and CMS in particular, content uh, management systems. But I'm intrigued with Elevation. Um, how does that fit into your entrepreneurial work? Well, about six years ago, I got a real itch to enter the financial services space. Um, I've always been really interested in just getting better with money in general and optimizing how people work with money. And uh, so I um, kind of did it part-time for a while. I got my investment licenses and then uh, eventually launched my own firm. And so as part of my work, I, I help especially business owners, uh, like solopreneurs and small business owners with their um, investments and personal finance as well, because I find that so many small business owners, especially agency owners, they they focus on everything else but their own finances. They kind of you know put all the fires out with clients and focus on other stuff. And then um, it's easy to just kind of forget about your own investing and your own saving and your own personal finance growth. And so um, it's a little bit complimentary. Uh, so it's been fun. Have you been able to cross over with clients? Uh, so folks that you're working with in other companies uh, have become clients of, of uh, Elevation? Yeah, a few have. Um, so I find myself in this interesting context of, um, I hate saying a business coach because I'm not a business coach, but I like saying a, a consultant, a guide, someone as a resource for yeah. business owners in general, whether it's, you know, a lot of times it's marketing agencies through Zephyr. I'm helping them with, you know, the agency side of things with websites and Zephyr. And then, of course, they have questions about just business in general, and that bleeds into other things. So it all kind of complements uh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I think, I, you know, I've spent 30 years working with small business owners, and, you know, even if they hire me 100%, to do their marketing. I mean, there's no separation between marketing and life and finances and culture and you know, everything. Yeah. Every it's all one big ball of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you end up being a coach or a psychiatrist. I'm not sure which it is. Uh, <laughs> a little bit yeah. of both. <laughs> yeah, at, at times, no matter what. So because of your your work with Zephyr, um, and, and I guess maybe I, sh I should invite you to just briefly tell people what Zephyr CMS is before we kind of dive into why you could be an expert to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so uh, Zephyr has been a uh, – started out as a labor of love. Um, when I – I owned an agency for 23 years, and I sold the agency in 2018. Uh, but prior to that, we were getting kind of fed up with all the CMS options out there. We've tried all you know different kinds, open source, non-open source, and I just weren't super satisfied. Um, they were getting more and more complex, and we were looking for ways to get simpler. Um, there's plenty of complexity out there, and we're like, you know what? We don't want complexity. We want simple. We want fast. We want elegant. And so we built Zephyr inside the agency and then eventually launched Zephyr into its own company. Uh, and then when I saw the agency, Zephyr um, was standing alone. Uh, it was growing, getting new clients and uh, launching new agency partners. And so now we have turned Zephyr into a cloud CMS platform that we license only to agencies. Yeah. And so, you know, for people that the CMS term doesn't mean anything like WordPress is a CMS. So, mm -hmm. you know, for that, that's, I suppose, a competitor, but just for context sake, you know, that's when we talk about CMS, it's not anything that's that exotic. It's just kind of how websites are built today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me tell you, because you see, I'm guessing 
a lot of websites, <laughs> a, lot a lot of websites that are being designed. Um, are you seeing any trends? You know, it seems like it seems like about every 18 months, there's kind of a whole new focus on something, you know, different um, out there. Are you seeing some trends that are pretty easy to identify based on what you're seeing from the agencies you work with? Yeah, from a conceptual standpoint, and this aligns with kind of our philosophy as effort is we're seeing a bias towards simplicity. We're seeing that, you know, websites are no longer uh, these big, cumbersome, multi-layered, you know, full of content things, especially for small business. I mean, for a bigger company, yeah, it's going to be a, a gazillion pages of content. But for every small business, you don't need a lot. You need something simple and elegant and minimal. Um, you know, the hamburger menu, the off-canvas nav is becoming the standard. No more, you know, big multi-layer mega menus. Um, nice, simple, even, you know, a few pages for a website is pretty common now for a small business. So we're seeing that, uh, for most websites, you don't need to overthink it. And that's kind of our whole mantra is, you know, stop overthinking web design and um, let's get to the basics. So we're seeing a bias towards simplicity in a big way. So for a number of years, you had this trend where people were putting the big like slider image, you know, above the mm -hmm. fold. And and in some cases, that was the only thing that was on the homepage. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was really inviting you to then click around and, and find stuff. And then it seems like we transitioned a couple of years ago or so into these long scrolling homepages that, you know, if you printed them out, might be, you know, 10 feet long. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but they were more of a journey. Instead of click around, it's, it's like, no, follow me. Um, is that going away? Um, is, you know, with this idea or this move towards simplicity in your view? So I'm not a big fan of the big, huge vertically scrolling homepage. I think that's a bit much. Um, so I don't think it's going away necessarily, but I think it's, it's got a very specific use. I think if you're, if you're selling a single product that you're kind of making a sales page out of, yeah, that, that can make sense. But, um, Zephyr is a really good, like we align really well with your average local law firm, your local dentist, your uh, consultant, um, your coach, your, you know, any kind of small business that is a professional services entity is a really great example or a nonprofit. So that's really our market, uh, through working with agencies. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, we're really seeing a, a, a simplified approach, nice, simple, elegant homepage, telling a story, kind of like you said, taking a journey through um, different pages and then having some simple calls to action. What about from the, the actual design aesthetics? Um, you know, there was a period there where, you know, it was the giant hero image with some reversed out type was, you know, certainly very standard. And now I'm seeing a lot more, you know, what almost look like illustrations and they're lighter and playful. Mm -hmm and a lot more white space, maybe even bigger fonts than, you know, than, than was generally acceptable. I mean, are you seeing some of those trends? And, and, and you know, if so, what other ones? Yeah, yeah. I think things are getting a lot flatter, yeah. um, less effects. Um, in fact, when we get themes designed for, you know, Zephyr, we say, hey, let's, let's take more away. Designers always want to add more stuff. And we're like, hey, take, take more away. Let's, <laughs> let's yeah. flatten these images. Let's take it away. So that is one trend. And you mentioned the... Um, the slider, kind of yeah. the homepage yeah. slider. Um, we try and talk people out of those because sure. they tend to just fairly, be fairly useless. Um, people don't watch them and yeah. they just add overhead to the page. And so the big hero image works pretty well, honestly. Um, you know, the big image that makes a statement. Uh, to me, it's more about having good messaging that draws people in to tell people what you do as opposed to the design. The designs really shouldn't carry the site. The design should get out of the way. Yeah. And, you know, for example, if you're doing story brand or any kind of, you know, messaging framework, you're going to want to have a compelling story that is encapsulated in, in messaging on the site. And that's more important than fancy design, in my opinion. 
And of course, I would mention that followers and readers of Duct Tape Marketing would also follow that same uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> I expect so. <laughs> we recreated it 20 years ago, but I didn't do as yeah. good of branding it as uh, as uh, Donald did. <laughs> but uh, that's why I said other messaging frameworks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, you know, obviously WordPress is the giant. I don't know what percentage. You know, you I read everything from you know 60 to 80 percent of the world's websites are you know powered by it. I mean, does that make it the obvious choice for people, or you know, are there negatives to that? You know, distribution, level of distribution, and level of support, and level of designers. I mean, uh, you know, that's why a lot of people go to it because it just seems like the obvious choice. Yeah, interesting. I've heard one third. You've heard 60 to 80 percent. That's interesting. I I'm usually making, I hear uh, my statistics up here. <laughs> um, yeah, I usually, I usually hear about one third of the world's websites, but it's still a lot. It's still a lot of websites. Um, so what's interesting is I've seen that for a while, WordPress was absolutely king. There was no question. You know, there was just no one would consider anything besides WordPress. Yeah. And WordPress is awesome for a lot of things. It's really in the right hands. It's extremely powerful. If you want to integrate with a bunch of stuff, if you want really fine tuned, detailed customization over everything, if you want access to, you know, a gazillion plugins, that will do anything you want. Yeah. WordPress is awesome. Yeah. Um, but we're also seeing that there's a lot of demand for a fully managed cloud solution because people, there are some people that don't want to mess with all that stuff that comes with WordPress. Yeah. And so HubSpot has done a really good job, I think, of setting the tone for the market that there is a viable place for a cloud CMS. So while HubSpot's super expensive, and I wouldn't say we compete with them because we're much lower cost, um, HubSpot has really done a good job, I think, of telling the market, hey, don't discount a cloud system. And then you have Wix, Weebly, and Squarespace that are really getting popular and mature and can do a lot of stuff. And so um, I think that we're going to see more and more a shift toward a more diversified market where WordPress is still going to be king. But, you know, five years ago, you would go to a client and say, hey, we're going to build your site on, you know, this other CMS. And they would say, nope, we want WordPress. We won't think of anything but WordPress. And now... You go to a client as an agency and you can say, hey, we're going to build your website on HubSpot or maybe Zephyr or, you know, Squarespace or something else. And they're more accepting of it because the market is speaking and saying, hey, there is a place for a managed cloud solution. Because honestly, it's a lot simpler for some people. If you don't have access to a dev, you know, WordPress may not be great for you. In fact, it may be bad for you. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. WordPress has a cloud-based version, right? And always has. Yeah, there are versions. Uh, I'm not... Super the, expert in WordPress, WordPress but you know better than I would. There are some cloud um, implementations of WordPress, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WordPress.com, uh, for example. Is well, yeah, that one. <laughs> but there are also some managed solutions out there yeah. that are um, pretty nice. So, yeah, there is a place for that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to be back in a second. We're going to hear from a sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk about websites some more. And now let's hear from our sponsor, Less Annoying CRM. It's a simple contact and lead manager built from the ground up for small business. You can manage your contacts, leads, notes, calendar, to-dos, and mores, all from one simple web app. Less Annoying CRM is focused on three core principles, simplicity, affordability, and outstanding customer service. And as a benefit, you're going to get 60 days of un limited free trial so you can test it out every aspect of it check out the link in the show notes at lessannoyingcrm.com slash hello slash duct tape marketing okay and we're back let's go back to uh, michael let's go back to uh, uh maybe i should remind people that i'm talking with michael reynolds and we're talking about uh, he is the ceo of zephyr cms and we're talking about websites today it, just 
just sum up kind of this idea of, you know, you said simpler sites. What does that, what does that mean? Or what does that practically look like? Is that number of pages? Is that design? Is it all of it? Yeah. So, so there's two facets to simple. When I say simple, it does mean on the front end, a simpler website, that's a simpler experience. But what I really mean behind the scenes is simple to deploy, simple to get off the ground. And that's really where, that's kind of why we, we built this thing. I think that's why people gravitate sometimes toward cloud systems like HubSpot, like, you know, Wix or something like that, or, or a Zephyr type system. So um, I've seen so much pain come from somebody trying to use a, an open source solution when they're not really well aligned with it. If they're, if they have a dev that works well with them or they have resources or they really have the knowledge to work with WordPress, it's awesome. It's great. But sometimes you just need a box of Lego blocks and you need to stick it together in the right format and hand it to a client in an hour or two and be done mm. and make a good profit on it because you haven't monkeyed with your system for weeks and weeks on end because you have to edit 5,000 different files in weird locations to do one thing. So to me, the simplicity in deploying a website is really important for agencies. And, and the reason I keep talking about agencies is because we license only to agencies. We're right. an agency-only channel. Yep. And so to work with Zephyr, you have to be an agency and you then you know, resell it to your client to build your websites on. So um, I really have a bias toward not overthinking web design. And to me, that means, you know, hey, use a theme, use a pre-built theme, put the building blocks in place and put the site together in such a way that it gets the job done and then is beautiful and ready to go for the client. And so I'm a big fan of building a website in one to two hours and charging five, $10,000 for it. And the client's happy and you're happy because you've made a lot of money and everybody wins. Yeah. So, so what about migration? Um, so somebody comes to you and says, oh, yeah, I like I, I like what I'm hearing today, Michael. We've got 643 pages in WordPress. You know, can we zap it on over? Does that become more of a challenge? It never works that way. <laughs> Maybe you know that something I don't, but I've never seen any CMS that could just zap it over that easily. HubSpot has a tool, but it's always got some glitches with it. Um, other platforms have tools. There's always some weird glitch you have to go in and fix. And so yeah, yeah. good old fashioned copy and paste usually saves the day in those cases. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause what typically, or at least what I've found happen is, you know, the designer three times ago, you know, used some script, you know, that they, yeah. wrote, you know, that, that if you don't use it, everything breaks, you know? So yeah, there's, there's, lots of landmines out there in that in that game, aren't there? So talk to me a little bit about, I mean, I, for the last couple of years, at least, I've been talking about how website and content and SEO are really strategic decisions uh, initially, and they go hand in hand. I mean, you don't hire a web designer, you don't hire an SEO person, you don't hire a content writer necessarily and tell them go. Um, you know, you really have to do that together. So does this, um, this idea of simpler sites kind of jive with and, and and I hate it when I say this, but it's just a practicality. Does it kind of jive with what Google wants to see? Does it jive with what the market wants to see in terms of like information and content and, you know, deep written articles? Yeah, I think it does because anything that is easier for the user is going to be better for Google. That's kind of the, the way it's always been for yeah, as yeah. long as I can remember. And I've been in this business for over two decades. <laughs> it's always come down to one thing and that's whatever makes life easier for the person using your website is good for Google. So um, sites that are fast, uh, speed is, I think speed is one of those things that everyone knows about it, but people don't really lean into it as much as they should when yeah. it comes to websites. So if your website is not ranking you know, in the 90 plus percent range and all the speed tests, um, that's something that's a really easy thing to usually fix and makes a big difference. We've seen sites that 
you know, increase their speed um, by even, you know, 10, 20%, they can increase their SEO activity quite a bit as a result. So speed is really important. Um, obviously, the simplicity of the um, the structure, uh, content, even Google says, hey, if, you're, if your content is hard to read, you know, that can be a factor. So it really goes along with ADA compliance as well. So stuff that's easy to digest, you know, high contrast text, bigger text so people can read it. Um, so aligning with ADA compliance is a really good way to align with Google. You to follow those rules and Google really likes that. Yeah, I think sometimes people misunderstand. I mean, Google doesn't care that you're, and I've said this before, Google doesn't care how fast your site loads as far as they're concerned, it, but they care because it's a bad experience for the user. Yeah. That, that's yeah. who they really care about. They don't care about your website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they care about Google. <laughs> I need my website to rank. And I just I was like, well, you know, Google doesn't care about your website. They care about, do you, are you producing something useful and of value and it's a great experience because that's who they're trying to, to, to please, not you, but you know, that person yeah. is on the search. Engine. They want people to come back to Google and use Google and find it useful. <laughs> they, so they can sell more ads to you. Right. So are you finding that, that uh, this is sort of two part, are you finding that small businesses are changing the way they use their sites? If it, again, assuming this idea of simplicity um, you know, becomes, you know, the direction that small businesses, obviously agencies lead small businesses in many cases. I mean, is that, is that going to change the way that, uh, that small businesses rely on their site, use their site, think about their website? Um, I think it's funny how much has not changed. Yeah. Yeah. When you ask that question, it makes me think, okay, yeah, what's changed? And I keep thinking, not much has really changed. People still take 10 years to redesign their website. <laughs> Small businesses, I mean, these, you know, business yeah. owners in general, um, they still don't want to pay for it. You know, they, <laughs> they still yeah. have trouble, you know, understanding the value of it. So that stuff hasn't changed as much. Um, but I think we're also seeing that it's become a lot easier to, to deploy and build. And so like, for example, it used to be that if you wanted to integrate your website with a form system or your CRM or some other third party system, it would take a lot of back end programming, you know, six figures worth of development sometimes in, in big cases. Uh, but now pretty much every mainstream app has some sort of embeddable widget. Yeah. And so the building blocks have gotten a lot easier. And so when you have all these CMS platforms are all about integrations and complexity. Um, a lot of that's not necessary anymore. Um, you can embed any major form system you want on a website. Um, you can embed any kind of widget you want to on pretty much any CMS system. So that's made it a lot easier. And so when business owners are, are working with their websites and saying, hey, I want to integrate this stuff, they now to them, it's not as expensive as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. can do it pretty easily. And as far as how they're using their sites, um, I think we are seeing more education around um, some simple concepts like a, a, a lead magnet. You know, lead magnets have been around forever, yep. but it's now becoming commonplace for most business owners to understand what that means. You know, hey, a lead magnet is this download thing that gets people into my funnel and my system. And so I think we're starting to see a lot of business owners understand that the website is not just this brochure anymore. It's, yeah. it's something that has to have some actionable tie into their sales processes. Yeah, I read something the other day, and again, these statistics are, you know, what they're they're worth, you know, very little. But I think it does make a good point. And the, and the research suggested that 82% of people uh, visit a person's website for the first time for something other than to make a purchase. 
So it may be uh-huh. because they found a blog post, maybe because somebody told them to go look at it. It may be because somebody referred them, but it's not, they're not there at least the first time to call you up or schedule an appointment or buy something. And I think that that, I think that suggests our websites have a lot of work to do, don't they? Yeah. It's never done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, I'm going to do the flip side of that. I said, how are small businesses changing the way if I were going to say, okay, Michael, tell me the five, now the giant, giant generalization here. <laughs> what are the five things that matter the most in your opinion to a website visitor or, or viewer or customer uh, when they go, you know, to a website, what do you, what do you, what would you say are the five most important factors that businesses should be focused on? Yeah. So the about page tends to be the most highly ranked page still. It just blows people away. It's like, Oh, my about page is just some little paragraph and, the, and they, and they put all this effort in other stuff, but really everyone goes to your about page second after the homepage. <laughs> so what that tells me is people want to know about who they're potentially doing business with. They want to know about, you know, the owners of the law firm or the product they're buying, you know, the story behind the company, they want to know about the company. And so, um, to me, that's one of the top five is make sure that you have a lot of good information about who you are as a business because people still seek that out. They want that. Yeah. Then they want pricing. Uh, people want to know how much stuff costs. Um, and if you're not the type of business that puts pricing online, maybe for good reason, you still need to have some sort of baseline to give people a way to get that or at least kind of scratch that itch a little bit. So using it to give pricing and services context away. Um, The frequently asked questions, that's still sort of a relic of the 90s, I know, but the FAQ page is super important. People go there all the time if it's really good, especially because they can get a lot of information about the service the company provides um, in advance, which really alleviates a lot of fears. And so what you're trying to do is break down these barriers to, to somebody taking action. Yeah, because sometimes uh, you can answer questions people don't even think about asking. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, hey. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the other thing, too, is, is, is sure appears that Google is giving a lot of weight to, to uh, answers because a lot of people yeah. ask questions, you know, when, yeah. they, when they go search. And it pops up in a little Google uh, yeah, the structured snippet, snippet right. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I brought, I, I interrupted you. I had asked you for five. I'll give you a bonus one speed. I, I suspect, you know, yeah. Speed is on the list. Yeah. They want it fast, especially on mobile. Sit around and wait for that. Especially like you said, on the mobile. Yeah. So you, you got one more if you want to throw it out. Online scheduling. Um, oh. If you are a, again, I, you know, Zephyr usually works with professional services type businesses through agencies. And so online scheduling is, I think, a must. So instant gratification, whatever you can do to provide instant gratification. So if you have an online scheduler to book an appointment with a consultant, that's a great way. Or online appointment to book a, a session if you're a, maybe a wellness clinic or something. Everything has to be on-demand online scheduling. You have to be able to book something, get a next action confirmed right there on the spot. None of this, fill out a form and wait for someone to get back to you or leave a voicemail. That's all just, no, (laughs) no one's going to do that. You know, what's funny is I'm finding that, you know, while there's a huge, um, I think a huge desire for more authentic, more human contact, there are certain things like what you just mentioned that we don't want human contact in those. I mean, we want frictionless. Now, when we give that schedule, we fill out that form, I think that a next great step is to have that video of the owner going, Hey, we're so happy that, you know, you filled out our form and, you know, we, here's what we stand for and we're going to be back to you and you can expect this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, you know, we have to have that convenience stuff, but then we have to marry it. I think with, with the personal or the human stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that kind of ties into my, the, the last question I wanted to ask you today. Are you finding any regional cultural, you know, age, differences 
when it comes to uh, websites. So what I mean by that is if, if your target customer is X or is of a certain age or, you know, maybe in a certain country, you know, are you finding uh, vast differences in what their expectations are? Um, no, that's a good question. I don't think I have a lot of data on that one. Um, I am finding that uh, the the more tech-savvy um, user is going to be more accepting of the off-canvas nav, for example, whereas if you're less tech-savvy or less familiar with the web, you're going to, you're going to say, well, I want my, you know, my horizontal nav back. Where's my menu item? Stuff like that. So some of the design trends can be a little confusing to some people if they're less, uh, less familiar with the web or less tech savvy. Yeah. Um, but in general, I don't really have much data on demographics like that. Um, I have some anecdotal data. I mean, yeah, yeah, let me know. I see a lot of 25, 30 year olds that, you know, have very little patience for a site that doesn't perform the way they think it should. Yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they will not, they will not, uh, you know, hunt around and find things, you know, whereas a, an older generation certainly is, I think it, I find is, is probably less except you know, a little more, more patient. Yeah. That <laughs> that. So, so Michael, thanks so much for, for stopping by. Uh, we obviously could talk about this subject for a long time. You want to tell people where they can find out more about you, your work, and certainly Zephyr. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So ZephyrCMS.com uh, is a great place to find us. And if you're an agency, uh, we'd love to have you consider becoming an agency partner. And if you're a non-agency, uh, maybe talk to your agency about using Zephyr if you want to check us out. Awesome. Michael, uh, again, thanks for stopping by. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you uh, someday soon when we get back out there on the road again. Thanks, John. Good to see you.